In the annals of sport, no athlete is more revered than the Olympic athlete, and no podcaster meets this standard of physical prowess like this host. Look at him now as he runs, fast as a cheetah, strong as an elephant, graceful as a... Strong as an elephant. Well, hello and welcome to the latest edition of Runners Anonymous, the podcast. I am Jim, your host, and I will be with you for the remainder of this podcast because I'm the only one here. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I hope you like the uh, little homage to uh, the Olympics, which are going on this month. Uh, Actually, yeah, the Olympics actually start this Friday because um, I'm taping this in July for uh, the August release. But uh, they will be uh, well into it by the time this gets released, and uh, they may even be over by the time you listen to it. I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, so uh, they may already be over with. But, uh, you know, being from the United States, we will probably win at least a couple of medals. Um, one of the nice things from coming from a, a larger country, you can expect that somebody from your country is going to win something at the Olympics. I always kind of feel sorry for the folks who come from these very small countries that maybe have one or two athletes and, you know, the, the hope that uh, they're going to do uh, well enough to medal is uh, not as great as if you're from a larger nation. So uh, I suppose in that respect, it's nice to come from a big country, but... Uh, I'm sure they feel pretty positive about their country as well. So there you go. That's my whole international discussion for you for this podcast. But now we will, uh, we will move on to uh, what we've got going on for this podcast. So it shouldn't come to anybody as a real big shock that uh, the main theme for this podcast is going to revolve around the Olympics. For, for no other reason than I don't have another chance to do that for another four years when it comes to the Summer Olympics, which of course is... The Olympics that have track and field in them. Well, we do have the Winter Olympics in two years, but eh, you know, I'm not, I'm not as big a fan of the Winter Olympics as I am of the Summer Olympics. There's more sports in the Summer Olympics that I like and will watch on TV than the the Winter Olympics. And sadly, a lot of the stuff in the Winter Olympics that I like, like the luge and the bobsled, they don't show a whole lot of because they're busy showing figure skating, which I really, well, it's not for me. As I said, I'm more of a Summer Olympics kind of guy. Okay, on to our first segment, the old and new business.
In my last episode, I talked about the Runner's World Running Festival that's coming up this year in October. One of the things that I mentioned was pertaining to motel rooms and the availability or not thereof. I want to start off my own business by apologizing. Uh, it appears that some of the information that I passed last episode was incorrect. Uh, there actually are, or at least were, rooms available at the Sands um, since I uh, had posted that podcast. Now, when I originally checked uh, for rooms at the Sands, and that would have been back in May, early June, they actually were uh, completely booked, and there were no rooms available. But uh, since then, there have been rooms that have come available. So uh, I guess my uh, message would be check everywhere, but uh, make your room arrangements early, so you can get the better room, and just kind of leave it at that. Um, probably should have checked uh, one more time on my information before uh, putting it in a podcast, so uh, that's one of the nice things about podcasts, and uh, the fact that this is a new podcast, you know, we will make mistakes along the way, and then we will correct them, and then we will never do them again. So there it is. So uh, humble apologies. There actually were rooms available at the Sands. Honestly, I don't know if they're still available. I know my wife and I grabbed one uh, for that weekend because that's where we were hoping to stay and uh, initially found out we couldn't because they were booked. And now they're not booked anymore. So we're staying there. So if anybody's staying at the Sands, you may see me. All right. Uh, next... We are now going to officially drop something from the old business segment. Uh, one of the things I had mentioned in previous episodes was a, uh, a reach out to Justin McCarthy over at Garmin about the possibility of being included in their, uh, I don't know exactly what I would call it, it's not actually a promotion, but uh, uh, in their, uh, well, we'll use the word promotion because I can't think of the word I actually want. Um, where they give uh, folks in the media uh, a watch to try and then uh, do a review. We are officially not getting a watch. I haven't gotten anything in writing from Mr. McCarthy, but at this point, uh, you know, I wrote that in May. It's now August. We're not getting a watch. So that is officially dropped. We're not going to worry about that anymore. Not that we really were worrying about it, but I told you it was going to wait until the end of July, because uh, July is my birthday month, and uh, if we heard nothing, we were going to drop it. So if we've heard nothing, we're going to drop it. So it's dropped. Okay, that takes care of the old business. Now on to new business. The first order of business under new business is, again, I'd like to thank you folks who are downloading this podcast. Uh, I had put out a request for people who are listening to this podcast to just simply tell one friend about this podcast just to see what happens. Uh, I've been checking my subscription rates and they continue to go up. Uh, not as much this month as last month, but they're still going up, so they're going in the right direction. So for those of you who took me up on that uh, in the month of July, thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, and again, just want to throw out, if you have comments or 
ideas for the show, please, please, please feel free to email me and let me know what those are. I am more than willing to use other people's ideas, uh, especially if they're good, um, for this podcast. Again, this podcast is not supposed to be simply my thoughts and my ideas. It's supposed to be a community podcast, and that makes it a lot easier to be a community podcast if I actually have input from all of you uh, who listen to this podcast. So we'll throw that out there. The next thing in new business, uh, going back to the Runner's World Running Festival in October, uh, there is a new speaker who has now been added, and that is Dean Carnazes. hope I'm pronouncing his name right. It could be Carnazes. I'm not actually sure how he pronounces his last name. But for those of you who are familiar with this guy, back in 2008, I believe, uh, Dean ran 50 marathons in 50 days. Now, all of these marathons weren't official state marathons. Uh, some of those were actually just the uh, marathon course, because obviously if you think about the uh, logistics of it, uh, there's no way you could do 50 states in 50 days uh, and actually do official marathons. Just, they just don't. They don't coordinate that way, not to mention the fact that you'd be running on uh, Monday through Fridays, and there are, I won't say there are no marathons Monday through Fridays, but they're extremely limited uh, to the number of marathons that would be offered on a weekday. So uh, that would make uh, 50 in a row um, kind of hard to do, but he did, he did 50 in a row, um, and, uh, back in 2008, but he's, he's a huge ultra marathoner. He's written a, he's written a book. Uh, if you get runner's world, uh, he's usually one of the folks that, uh, advertises for road ID, which, uh, is a very good idea. And we'll talk more about the road ID, uh, later on in this show. Cause that's actually one of our segments today. Uh, but uh, he's going to be another one of the speakers. So as I have said so many times before in previous episodes, if you haven't planned on going to this event uh, yet, make your plans now. Because literally every single time I turn around, somebody new is showing up at this thing. So if you can possibly go, you want to go to the Runner's World Running Festival in October. Not to mention the fact that, you know, you've got the East Coast, you've got the fall leaves. Um, it's just a, it's a nice little town. It's very hilly. It's going to be a, it's going to be a hard half, half marathon for you if you do the half marathon. Uh, but nonetheless, it's, uh, it's going to be a really nice event. So that's it here for Old and New Business. And, oh wait, I do have one more thing. So in my last episode, I mentioned that I was going to come to a decision as to what my fall marathon was going to be. Well, after another 30 days of careful decisions and thoughts and comparisons of where I might want to go, I can tell you at uh, this taping that my fall marathon is going to be I have no frickin' clue. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I still have no idea. Uh, the hang-up has been... 
in the spring when I went to Kansas City. On my way back, uh, flying home, and I was flying southwest. Um, first time I've ever flown southwest. I actually enjoyed it, uh, but I've been told by the people, at least in Kansas City, that this happens to Southwest rather frequently, at least in Kansas City, uh, was that uh, they had too many people for the plane. Uh, so they were bumping people and giving you uh, free tickets to take a later flight. So since I am uh, a little bit anal about uh, my travel arrangements, and I always try to travel early so that, uh, one, I can spend more time at the destination I'm going to uh, rather than the one I'm leaving. And also, so that there's any kind of a snag, I'm not running at the last minute trying to catch a plane or, you know, I, uh, I, have, I have room to spare. So I always budget that in. Which was a good thing I did in Kansas City because... Uh, the plane was overbooked. They were taking volunteers and giving away free tickets for a, uh, a flight in the next year. So I jumped on that. And so now I'm sitting on a uh, $500 uh, coupon for, uh, for airline flight. So with that much money, I'm trying to find something that both my wife and I can go to. Um, you know, obviously with my goal of doing a marathon in all 50 states, there's a number of states that... Uh, you know, my wife wants nothing to do with. Uh, I'm not going to mention those states because I don't want to embarrass anybody from those states or put anybody out. Um, but uh, there are states that my wife is like, nah, no, I, I really have no business wanting to go there. So uh, I've been trying to figure out where it is we could possibly go where we could, you know, I'd go for the marathon and she can go and um, either do a 5K or, you know, just kind of enjoy the area. That has actually been a lot more difficult than, uh, than planned. Uh, one of the things we had thought about doing was doing Las Vegas, because uh, obviously we would both enjoy Las Vegas, but um, the extra money that goes along with going with Las Vegas, because obviously if you're going to go to Las Vegas, uh, you're going to spend at least a little bit of time in the casinos, uh, you know, not maybe we won't spend all day or anything there, but at least a little bit of time. So you want to have a little bit of money for that. Um, and it just financially, it looks like this isn't going to be the uh, the fall for a Las Vegas trip. We'll just leave it at that. So we have a couple of other thoughts. Uh, I have a best friend that lives in Sacramento. I have cousins that live in the Sacramento area. Uh, so that was a possible trip. I had actually looked into going to... Uh, Tulsa for the Route 66 Marathon in November, uh, which I will do. That will be my uh, my Oklahoma Marathon. That one just looks like an absolute blast, never mind the fact that the medal is fantastic. But, uh, you know, that's, well, I'll just fess up. Uh, Tulsa is one of those cities that my wife is not so thrilled about going to. So, so we're having some... Uh, discussions about, you know, when we're going to use this uh, $500 airline coupon. So it's going to be another month. So hopefully by September, I will be able to tell you what I'm doing for a marathon in either uh, November or December. Since I'm doing a half marathon in October, uh, that'll be it for, for the distance running 
and competing uh, in October. I won't do a marathon this October. It'll be November or December. So I apologize. Got to come back uh, for the uh, next episode uh, to find out where it is I'm going. first order of business for this podcast is to discuss something that has to do with safety. I mentioned that this podcast is going to have an Olympic theme, and certainly one of the things that comes with Olympic and professional athletes is an entourage. If you watch the Olympic marathoners, they'll actually have a team that is with them. Uh, when they get to different spots on the course, they'll actually have their own water bottle that'll be labeled. Whether or not they actually grab their own water bottle is another issue, but they have it there. And that's all pre-set up for them. Uh, when you see the Olympic uh, bicyclists, uh, they got a team. They got a road crew that's with them. Kind of follows them along if they need something. You know, they're not, it's not like when you and I do a marathon and we have to wait for the two-mile mark to come up for the first water stop. They can set these things up however they want on the course. So uh, that's the nice thing of being an Olympic or a professional athlete. But for most of us, I would dare say maybe even everybody listening to this podcast, uh, we're not Olympic material. And that's not a bad thing because most people can't. If everybody was Olympic material the Olympics wouldn't mean anything. Um, the fact that we can sit down and watch somebody do a two-hour and six-minute marathon uh, is rather inspiring because extremely few people can run a marathon that quickly. So back to the idea of safety. One of the things that I have been wearing for quite a while, and I mentioned Dean Carnese's, uh, is a huge sponsor of this, and that's the thing called Road ID. And basically what it is, uh, in a sense, it's kind of like a dog tag, uh, for those of you familiar with the, the military item. Uh, it says who you are, and it can actually say a number of things on there. On my Road ID, which I've had for a while, uh, it actually says my name, it says the town that I'm from, it says my home number, it says my wife's cell phone number, uh, then under that, it says NKDA. For those of you in the medical profession, you know that means no known drug allergies. Because if I pass out and somebody has to take care of me, I want them to know they don't have to worry about whatever they put into me because I have no allergies. Uh, and then under that, I have a little inspirational saying. I'm a huge fan of the movie The Matrix. And uh, I kind of came up with this one in thinking about uh, the wall, which of course, when you do the marathon, that's the thing that people like to talk about is, you know, when is your glycogen, glycogen going to run out and you're going to hit the proverbial wall? 
so my uh, little inspirational statement, as I said, comes from the Matrix, and it is, there is no spoon. Uh, and what that means is it, with uh, certainly the distance running, uh, there is a lot of mind over manner. Um, you know, as the joke goes, if you don't mind, it don't matter. Um, but uh, you really do have to will yourself through some of these races. Uh, hopefully, you know, if you've prepared for it, you don't have to will yourself too hard. Uh, but some races you do. I know uh, at the end of the last marathon I did, which would be New Jersey, uh, I was feeling fantastic and... I pretty much hit the wall at mile 17, which is early for me. Uh, usually, usually folks hit it at about about 20, 21, somewhere in that that neighborhood. Uh, I hit it early, and I really had to will myself through the rest of that marathon. Um, but I did, and uh, you know, I can thank uh, my little inspirational statement on my road ID as part of the thing that gets me through that. Uh, but again, the reason for wearing this, you never know what's going to happen to you. Um, and I'll just say this now. I, I'm guilty of not wearing this thing when I'm close to home. And statistics are pretty overwhelming that uh, the likelihood is that you're going to get hit by a car, grab your chest and have a major heart attack. Something horrible is going to happen to you, not when you're traveling to somebody else's city, but when you're within five miles of your home. So it really is a good idea to wear these things all the time uh, because, you know, let's face it, um, our communities aren't as close-knit as they used to be, um, and uh, the likelihood that you're going to drop on the street two miles from your house and that somebody is going to just happen to be outside in their lawn and know who you are everything about your medical history, and we'll be able to call 911 and give them a good update as to how they can best take care of you is pretty slim. So it's a good idea to uh, just give yourself some protection. These things are not expensive. We're talking about 20 bucks. 20 bucks to ensure that if something happens to you, whoever is the next person who comes upon you has some information they can use to help you out. Um, uh, they actually have other, you ha if you are not somebody who likes to wear a wrist bracelet, because the one I have is a wrist bracelet, they have them for your ankle. Uh, they actually have dog tags. Uh, and the newest version they have is actually uh, kind of a neat one. You can actually get a computer page, I suppose, a little data entry area, where if your information changes, um, you can just go online and change your information, and it gives them a phone number or uh, uh, where, where to get a hold of the, that information, and they can just check it out and know that you know whatever information is there has been updated, um, which is actually something I need to do uh, because actually my wife's cell phone number on this thing is wrong. It's uh, it's two cell phones ago, and no longer has that number, but the the home number is accurate, so that's why I they'll keep this but so road id it's a fantastic little device and it's something that honestly i think every runner bicyclist whatever you do outside you should have one of these things so there it is on to the next topic
one of the events that's going to be featured in this year's Summer Olympics and has been in the Summer Olympics since it uh, was restarted back in 1896 is the marathon. Now, a lot of people, well, a number of people know the history of the ancient marathon. Uh, for those of you who don't, here is the most commonly accepted um, history. Uh, it goes back to the 5th century uh, during the battle between the Persians and the Athenians. Persians had landed at a uh, city known as Marathon. Hmm, go figure. Uh, and uh, there was a big battle. Long story short, the Athenians won. So they sent a guy to run from Marathon to Athens to announce their victory. That guy's name was Pheidippides. Pheidippides ran all the way, uh, which is actually only 25 miles, about 40 kilometers for those of you who do metric. Uh, ran into the city of Athens and said the Greek word for victory, which is Nike, and then collapsed and died. That's the history a lot of people know, but actually... Uh, that history is uh, in question. Uh, I found actually in a, on a site uh, from Tufts University, um, pretty highbrow university in uh, Boston, uh, that there's actually some uh, dispute as to whether or not it was actually Pheidippides that ran into Athens to announce the victory. In fact, what they mention is that there's actually two stories. Uh, that uh, there was a guy named Pheidippides, and he was sent to uh, deliver a message. But he was actually sent to Sparta to go ask for help. It was a different person named Eucles who announced the victory of Athens over the Persians uh, and then collapsed and died. And over time, the two stories have been combined. Now, I did a little bit of research. There is a lot of uh, side-taking as to which part of these stories is correct. Uh, there are some ancient historians who say, no, 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 it was Pheidippides. There are others who say, no, 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 it was Eucles. There are others who don't even mention it. So uh, I guess it's kind of left up to you to uh, decide what you think. But uh, I do have the uh, link to this in the show notes. Fast forward now to 1896 and the modern Olympiad and the rebirth of the marathon. One of the things that's kind of fascinating is really until 1924, the 26.2 that we're used to um, isn't the standard distance. Uh, actually, the initial distance in the, the first uh, modern Olympics was actually 40 kilometers, which is actually 24 miles, 80, uh, 24.85 miles, uh, which is noticeably short than what we run today. In 1900, it was lengthened a little to 40.26 kilometers, or 25.02 miles. In 1904, it went back 
to the 40 kilometers, 24.85 miles. In 1906, it was lengthened again to 41.86 kilometers, or 26.01 miles. And in 1908, in London, it was lengthened to 26.2 miles, or 42.195 kilometers. And it was done so, so that uh, the race would finish in front of the Queen's box in the stadium. Now, I kind of wonder why they just didn't move the starting line so that the starting line was a little closer uh, rather than monkey with the distance. I've always wondered that, but you look at the history of the marathon and you see just about every year uh, the distance changed uh, for the initial marathon. So uh, kind of interesting. I didn't realize this before. Uh, in 1912, it was shortened again back to 40.2 kilometers, 24.98. In, 19, in 1920, it actually was the longest it's ever been, 42.75 kilometers or 26.56 miles. It's actually longer than what we run now. And then in 1924, it became the 26.2 or 42.195 kilometers that we're all used to these days. So uh, kind of interesting, you know, when you look at, it, at the histories of things. All right, we're going to move on now to a little bit of uh, factoids about the Olympics themselves. Okay, as promised, we're going to do four questions right now, a little bit of Olympics trivia to kind of get you in the mood for the Summer Olympics this year in London. Okay, since 1896, only three countries have sent athletes to every single Olympics. What are the names of those three countries? Answer is Australia, Great Britain, and Switzerland. Those are the only three countries that have had at least one athlete at every single Olympics since 1896. Okay, moving on. Since the start of the modern Olympics, only one city has been selected to be the host city for 
times, and it's a record. And again, listen to the question. Only one city has been selected to be the host city four times. What is the name of that city? The name of the city that was selected four times to host the Olympics is London. London, though, has only hosted it three times. One of those times was actually in 1944, and the Olympics were canceled. So, had it not been for World War II, this would be the fourth Olympics to be held in London. Although, you could argue that they got the Olympics in 1946, I believe it's 46, um, because the 1944 ones were canceled. Uh, so, who knows? There might not have even been the Olympics in 1946 that the 44 ones were canceled. But, uh, anyway, the answer to the question is London. Okay. The Olympics have never been held in two continents. Name the two continents. Now, I'm sure you're getting sick and tired of the uh, Jeopardy theme by now, so I'm going to play a little something else while you're thinking about it. La, 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 la. The two continents that have never held an Olympics are Africa and South America. Although, in 2016, South America will get its first because they're going to be in Rio, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. But Africa, even though Africa will win an awful lot of the track and field, especially the track uh, medals this year at the Olympics, as they have done in previous Olympics, the entire continent has never had an Olympics. Kind of interesting when you look at it that way. By the way, the uh, music that I substituted is actually Zebra, one of my favorite 80s, yeah, 80s bands that uh, you don't hear of anymore. Kind of a very underrated group, a lot better than, uh, a lot better band than they were given credit for, but uh, that's my opinion. All right, the last question. There are two countries that have hosted the Olympics that now don't exist. What are the names of the two countries?
Yup, that was more zebra. I love that bit. Anyway, the two countries that have hosted Olympics and now don't exist are the Soviet Union and Yugoslavia. Of course, the Soviet Union had the Summer Olympics in 1980, which we didn't go to. And then uh, Yugoslavia had the Winter Olympics in 1984, which we did go to. So there you go. There is your Olympic factoid trivia. Go and amaze all your friends. Well, that's it for this podcast. This is going to be another short one. Uh, really busy this summer with uh, school. I got a school uh, class that I've been taking. Literally, I just finished, and it just took a ridiculous amount of time. Uh, for those of you who actually follow me on Facebook, um, you already know about this. I posted that. Uh, but for the rest of it, I'll just tell you it was... Uh, a ton of driving uh, to and from uh, Philadelphia, which is uh, a two-hour drive from my house each way. And uh, that was for eight weeks. So um, just an awful lot of work, and I'm really happy it's done now. Um, but it didn't leave me a whole lot of time to come up with uh, exciting articles and so forth for this. But next month will be much better because I have all of August off. So, uh, there it is. Thanks again for downloading this podcast. You can find copies of the show notes at my webpage for this podcast, which is at runnersanonymouspodcast.blogspot.com. You can also find uh, my email at the same place. Uh, I have everything that I've listed here in the show notes. Although this is going to be kind of light, this one for show notes. But that's where you always find it. My email's there. Everything is there. So please go to the show notes after this and send me an email about what you want to hear next. All right. So in the spirit of the marathon and the Olympics, I hope that you will keep reaching for the stars, but keep your feet firmly planted on the ground. Otherwise... We will float out into the vastness of space and experience a painful and grisly death. See you later.